Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 197 of the Motorcycle Man podcast and another wonderful interview episode for your listening pleasure. You're going to like this one. This is good. Thanks for tuning in and listening to the show and, of course, listening to all of the Motorcycle Man episodes. If you'd like to help the show out, you can go to the website and click on that donate button if you'd like to make a singular PayPal donation. Or you can go give us some feedback. Go over to iTunes and give us a rating. And while you're at it, Send us an email over to motomenpc at gmail.com or go to our contact page on the website and you can send us a note there. We do read all of our email and if we think about it, we'll comment on our next show. So you hear me talking about tobacco motorwear jeans a lot on the show and you're probably a little nauseous from hearing it so much. But I got to tell you, and in all honesty, it's like the best pair of riding jeans I've ever owned and ever worn. In fact, I don't wear them just when I'm riding, I wear them all the time. They're comfortable, they feel good, they look great. And not only that, they're for men and women too. It's not just guys. It's men and women also. And they have a lot of things over at Tobacco Motorwear that are for men and women. So just check them out. So go over to Tobacco Motorwear. Get yourself a pair of Selvage jeans, Kevlar line, the best looking jeans out there. They'll outperform everything else that's out there as well. These jeans are available in indigo and black. And for further protection, go get yourself the California riding shirt. It's available in copper, carbon, and moss colors. Very comfortable. It's safe. It looks absolutely stunning. I wear a pair of tobacco motorwear jeans and the California riding shirt when I ride. I wear the California riding shirt all the time. I've had the jeans and the riding shirt for just over a year now. And I got to tell you, they look just as good as the day I bought them. And new to Tobacco Motorwear is the McCoy Riding Jacket. It's a very attractive, water-repellent, waxed canvas jacket with armor. It has a flannel lining. It's got underarm vents and airflow sleeves. It's available for men and women sizes. That also the new Journeyman pants. These pants are made to stand up to anything you can throw at them. And as always, Tobacco Motorwear gear is made here in the USA. So you go to TobaccoMotorWear.com. Check out everything they have for men and women. they got riding jeans, shirts, jackets, graphic tees, and accessories. There is a special link for Motorcycle Men listeners who want to order from Tobacco Motorwear in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men website. Uh, or you can give them a call at 747-666-5741 and tell Dave and Andrew over there and the rest of the crew that the Motorcycle Men sent you. Use that coupon code MOTOMEN when you're ordering. The Motorcycle Men podcast is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. The foundation was started by stage four cancer survivor David Calderella to help families who are struggling through the personal, emotional, physical, and mental financial struggles of cancer. If you'd like to help out and be part of something that actually makes a difference and helps them out, donate today to David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org. To donate. Links will be in the show notes, and of course, there is a link on the Motorcycle Man website. Now, so you've been riding for a while, and your shoes on your bike have a lot of miles on it. Yeah, you're staring down the barrel of 10, maybe 15,000 miles, and your tread is quite, quite thin. Well, you don't feel as secure on the bike as you usually would, and you're taking it a little easy. Well, now while you manufacture of your bike specifies a specific tire, you know you can always do something else. Good evening, and joining me all the way from, I think you said Boise, Idaho? Yeah, it's Boise. 
Boise. Is it Boise or Boise? You always know who's from town and who's from out of town because locals say Boise, out of towners say Boise. Okay. Well, I'm an out of towner, so I'm going <laughs> to say Boise. But Go for anyway. it. Uh, Mr. Kyle Isaacs with Shanko Tires. Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I'm glad you can make it. We're going to talk about rubber tonight. Perfect. Uh, seems how that's the business you're in. Um, and we had an interesting, uh, I guess, meetup because a former guest, uh, uh, Dave uh, Cook yep. from uh, uh, Euclid Digital. Euclid. Yeah, Euclid Digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, turned, you know, contacted you, contacted me, contacted us, and here you are. And uh, and you, you said he's like maybe 30 feet from you, right? Yeah, he works right down the hallway from me, and uh, he's a big fan of Shinko Tires, so we thought it would be a good good opportunity for Perfect. Well, I am glad you're here because we're going to talk tires. And so why don't you tell us a little about your motorcycle self and what you do? Oh, motorcycle self. Uh, I guess like anybody, um, started riding my uncle's kids' bikes and up on the farm chasing cows and stuff up in the up in the dirt and hills. That's good. Uh, learned on a Z50. Oh, yeah. And uh, as far as street bike goes, I guess my earliest memory of street bike is uh, making engine noises on my on my older brother's uh, <laughs> 650 Nighthawk until I knocked it over and had to buy him a new turn signal. But <laughs> and then uh, um, I did actually my first street bike that I ever bought for myself was a Dyna FX DX. Really? Oh, um, nice. When I. I lived down in Houston, Texas for a minute. Just um, for a minute? Uh, I tried to diminish it as much as possible because it wasn't... Uh, I didn't love Houston, to be completely honest. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but, yeah, I had to get into the... I drove a ton, and so I wanted to get into the HOV lane. They have those concrete K-rails yeah, yeah. on either side of the HOV lane, so you can't get in and out, but you can get in on a motorcycle. So <laughs> I jump in there on my Dyna, and I... You know, ride about, that's uh, probably about 130 miles a day. A to day, get, really? To get to and from school, yeah. Ooh. That's all right. Through through downtown downtown Houston. Houston. That's right. Through downtown Houston. Yeah, I was in the Woodlands, Texas, which is pretty far north of Houston, and then right straight through downtown Houston, south of Houston to the Hobby Airport. Um, I was in aviation maintenance school at the time. Really? And, oh, cool. uh, and yeah, that was. It, Got me through traffic a lot quicker doing yeah, it that way. Riding through downtown Houston, Ugh. it was uh, it was yeah it was it was an adventure for sure. There wow. was some, but it's a weird town to yeah, yeah. one hundred thirty miles a day though. Nice, uh, yeah. My forearms were very tan. <laughs> yeah, I guess they would be. I guess they would be. <laughs> what are you riding now? Um, right now, I actually am taking a break from the street and I'm riding uh, in the dirt. I have a. 2017 Sierra 450R. Wow, off road are you? Huh? Nice. Yep. You get out of much? I also, uh, I ride pretty. Uh, I ride a couple times a week when I'm in town. Yeah, I, I I get out several times a week. I I live in Boise, so I've got desert in every direction you look, and it's all BLM land. So, I mean, 20 minutes from my office, I've got hundreds of thousands of acres of awesome terrain to go play on. That's designated off highway vehicle riding, and it's mountain and gorgeous. You're making me jealous. I'm lucky. I you do are not very take, lucky. I do not take it for granted. Wow. Have you ever uh, taken up the uh, the uh, Idaho um, BDR? I haven't, but uh, a buddy of mine here in the office, he and I are looking into it. I thought about doing it on a Hoopty KLR or something, 
um, just building right. that out and well, you gotta camp just, and stuff just to keep it simple. I yeah. guess I, I I like keeping things basic. All right, you know, like like well, you know, you can't I, I, can't get a KRLR six fifty anymore, so well, uh, you can probably know, find a used they're one. Still out there. Yeah, I found a used one for like three grand. Look look cherry too. <laughs> so you are <laughs> thinking about it. All right. <laughs> All right, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Shinko Tires? Well, cool. Shinko is a super interesting company, and uh, you know, I so I've worked for Western Power Sports um, and the Hard Drive. Some people know our, our Hard Drive line is the RV Twin segment. As a matter of fact, yes, I do. Um, so I've been working with this company for I think I'm going on. I think I'm just turning my fifth year, and okay. so um, I started as an inside sales rep. And I really had fun talking about Shinko. Um, it was a big opportunity for me to sell into a segment that maybe was a little bit underserved, being the more budget-minded mm-hmm. uh, riders. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of fell in love with the story, and then the brand manager position came open, and so I put my application in. They, I guess they liked what they read, or somebody told them a story, and I got the job. So I've been doing this now. Lane as a Dave. brand manager position for what? Uh, I think I'm just about to two years uh, being the brand manager for Shinko. So Shinko Tires, uh, they've been in business as a company, and big emphasis on they are a Japanese company. Mm-hmm. So many people think that they are from other countries that shall remain nameless for mm-hmm. respect purposes, but um, a lot of people think they're just cheap, and they don't realize that it's out of Japanese technology. Right. And uh, you may or may not know, but in uh, 1996, that is when Shinko was given the opportunity, because they're out of Osaka, Japan, just like pretty much every other tire company out there. Um, oh, I didn't know that. They're pretty good friends with, uh, with Yokohama. Oh, really? So in 1996, uh, there's kind of a story out there. I tried to substantiate it. I, so I studied aeronautical, aeronautical engineering for a minute in, in school. I ended up dropping out of that because I got deployed to Afghanistan for a year oh, in, in the service. Army. I worked on the Apache helicopters. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so I had to stop that, and it was after that that I moved to Houston. Anyway, I digress. For a minute. For a minute. For a minute. You, do a lot for of things for, you do a lot of things for a minute, don't you? I don't know. I have the tendency to diminish things a no, little bit or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... I have this mindset of trying to figure out the details before I make a claim because I have to back it up with some sort of evidence. That's that engineering side of my brain, the way it works. Right. And so I tried to find the actual tsunami that hit Japan, and I couldn't find the actual date that it happened. But the rumor as it stands, and this is from Shinko, is that the tsunami hit the Yokohama motorcycle tire plant. And they were at that point faced with the decision to rebuild that plant and continue doing motorcycle tires or sell it off. Well, they're buddies with Shinko. They were somewhat down the road from them. And so Shinko in 1996 actually purchased all the intellectual property, molds, technology, um, rights, names, privileges, all that stuff from Yokohama. And that's when Yokohama stopped making motorcycle tires and when Shinko really got into the motorcycle business. Oh, I see. So now the story comes around. Now I get it. Yeah, dots are connecting. Yeah, to be honest with you, everybody that I know thinks that Shinko is made in that other country. Oh, yeah. So well, 
truth be told, full disclosure, Shinko is made exclusively in South Korea. The factory for the tire company is in South Korea. Right. It's still a Japanese manufacturer. Okay. Like the parent company is in Japan, mm -hmm. in Osaka still. But Shinko as a company has been doing rubber. They've been in rubber business since 1946. They used to do bicycle tires. Correct, yes. And tubes, that's where they got started back in the early days. And so they have various factories around in different countries, mm -hmm. but the motorcycle tires are all South Korea. Oh, no kidding. So none of the motorcycle tires are made in the U.S.? That's correct. And none are, they're not made in Japan? Also correct. And they're, but they're being made in South Korea, but they are made by Shinko. Yes. Very good. Okay. Well, and I suppose you have Shinko tires on your bike. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. You bet. Um, so how many different types of motorcycle tires does Shinko produce? Oh, good grief. Um, basically, we've got a tire for pretty much everybody. I mean, we've got white wall Grom tires, and we've got drag racing tires. Wait, 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 wait. Did, <laughs> did you say white wall Grom tires? I did. I did. It's a thing. And Is uh, it really? Yeah, they're actually really cool. We sell a bunch of them. <laughs> I mean, Groms are, are funny enough as it is anyway, but white walls on a Grom? Yeah, and so like Ruckus, that's all that, yeah. uh, that uh, <laughs> small, small bore, as they like to refer to themselves, that yeah. small bore community. So the, the Ruckuses, the Z125s, the SSR Rascal, all those bikes that wow. take that size I tire. No idea. All right, they so. customize the shit out of those things, <laughs> and uh, white walls seem to be a thing, so... We've got okay. tons of tires for all the scooters and um, off-road, high-performance sport bike. Uh, like I said, drag racing tires and especially cruiser tires. Cruiser tires are definitely our number one selling segment. No kidding. Uh, Shinko tires. Yep. See, I would have thought it would have been sport bike. You know, it's interesting because so many people, they'll get exposure to Shinko in their niche or yeah. their little segment. That they And then, so they don't really see the rest of it. Um, but when they see the catalog or something, they get online, they see that there, there's tremendous options for every segment that you can think of, really. Yeah. Now, were, were cruiser tires always part of the Shinko catalog? They were, yes. Um, a really interesting thing that I want to touch on that uh, is also not very well known is the fact that Shinko... Um, they were going to be distributing their, you know, taking over the Yokohama side of things, yeah, right? Yeah. And so when they did that, they knew they were really going to be stepping into a global market. So to step into a global market, you have to jump through all the necessary hoops of uh, distribution to the United States. So if it's a DOT sort of established sure. governing body, mm -hmm. they have to get DOT certified. If it's distributing into Europe, they have to get the E-mark um, for there, the ECE cat like their style of uh, safety regulations and stuff like that mm -hmm. so shinko made the effort to go through all those steps and once they did that and got all those certifications done inspections done by the right people and stamp of approval uh it's kind of like putting a big flashing neon light above your building saying hey we're open for business we make tires and uh, other companies actually approach Shinko and Shinko private labels for quite a few different other companies. But most people don't even realize they're running a Shinko tire. Really? And, 
yeah, if you know how to read a DOT code, it'll say that that DOT stamp, it'll say DOT, that first set of characters after that sure. are actually a factory designator. It's like an address oh, of sorts. I didn't know that. So it's so the DOT code, it'll for Shinko, it says H6. That H6 is a designation to the Shinko factory alone. And so if you ever see a tire that says A, made in Korea, yeah. and then at the DOT code it says DOT H6, you know it's made by Shinko. No kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. Now, so let me ask you this question. This is off the beaten path. Sure. Have any motorcycle manufacturers come to you guys directly and just said, hey, we want to put your tires on our bikes? Yes. Um, yeah, there is one. There, Shinko has told me they're not. So please understand, I am a, and we can talk about this part in a second. It yeah. goes into why Shinko tires are priced the way that they are because that's an interesting story by itself. Oh, good. But I'm actually an employee of Western Power Sports. I'm not an employee of Shinko. Right. Um, Shinko, to maybe get onto that subject, Shinko makes every effort to eliminate the overhead, the operating overhead. People will frequently associate uh, price with quality level. Mm-hmm. You know, you get what you pay for sort of mentality, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is absolutely true. But that's operating on the assumptions that all companies operate the same right which is not the case Mm. um, especially when it comes to shinko because not all companies have the same budget of how they do different segments so with shinko you know i make the joke they tried to sell they had their marketing staff they had all that stuff and i make the joke this is my own antics but uh they quickly realize that they're engineers and they don't know how to talk to people (laughs) and so they stopped doing that part and found distributors around the world to take on the selling and the marketing elements. So Shinko as a company, the only financial side that they're concerned with is manufacturing, engineering, and distribution. So they get it out to distributors around the world, and Mm -hmm. then the distributors take on all the marketing expense and selling and all that stuff. So with Shinko, if you ever see an advertisement in the United States for Shinko, you'll always find a Western Power Sports logo or a hard drive logo okay. on that piece of marketing. See, I did not know that. Hi, so, man. yeah, I'm I'm paid by Western Power Sports hard drive. I'm not paid by Shinko. Now, is hard drive, uh, well, hard drive and Shinko are subsidiaries of Western Power Sports then? Yeah, hard drive is just the V-twin segment of Western Power Sports catalog. Right. I, I actually just bought some parts from West, uh, from uh, hard drive, actually, for my bike. Right. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. Um, now, with Dunlop... With one of your mm-hmm. major competitors, I can't, maybe that's a curse word to you guys. I probably shouldn't say that, but no, <laughs> uh, it's all motorcycle tires. It's it all is, out yeah. and I like it. Now Harley Davidson has been primarily getting their tires from Dunlop. Do you sure. see a lot of HD owners switching over and getting Shinko tires? Absolutely. I mean, um, we sort of keep some of those numbers close to our chest, ah, you know, to not share yeah. all those little secret details because we kind of, you know, it's a fun it's a fun little nugget to keep keep private because yeah. keep people wondering. The thing is, is uh, Shinko's very healthy. We're getting a lot of more riders coming over there. They're realizing the product that they're, that they're or the value they're getting for their money. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so they, they try it. They realize they love it, and then they come back time and time again. Yeah. And so, you know, I 
like I said before, I travel around all over the country. And it's, it's funny. I was just in California last week, and I go into one shop, and they're like, oh, I'm never running the Dunlop again. I'm only running Commander 2s. And then you go to the next shop down the road, and they'll say, oh, I'm only running the American Elite because I hate Commander 2s. You know, not too many, you know, it's scorchers. It's personal preference. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's personal preference. But everywhere in the middle, you'll find these different groups that swear by Shinko. You know, it's not uncommon for me to be in a shop. You know, the parts manager, he's all business oriented and worrying about margin. We talk about Shinko. Shinko has a, has a great opportunity for the consumers as well as the dealers. Um, but they'll be like, well, I don't know about this brand. I need to ask around. And so they'll go to their service manager or somebody and they'll be like, you're an idiot. I've only been running Shinko forever because they're, they offer performance that I want with my, with my built dyno or their performance bagger or whatever that they're running. Yeah. Wow. So now the performance with Shinko it really sets itself apart from other other tire manufacturers for sure. So now in the twenty one year history of uh, Shinko, mm-hmm. what? So would you say that the cruiser market is the number one market that the sector that they're dealing with? Uh, well, that's kind of an interesting question because we have more tire part numbers specifically in that segment, and this is so for the cruiser our tire that we offer the most predominantly is known as our triple seven line. And so that's our triple seven cruiser. That is, it fits that category perfectly. Right. And we have more part numbers in that segment. So it's a little bit difficult to extrapolate what segment is growing the fastest or the most significant, but we definitely sell the most into the cruiser category in that triple seven line of tires. All right. Well then let me rearrange the question a little bit. What sector of motorcycling do you see coming, coming to Shingo tires more than others? Oh, um, I would still say probably the cruiser market's doing okay. the biggest. Um, admittedly, full, I mean, to be completely honest, our number one selling tire, just one single part number for tire, is an off-road front tire. Our number two selling really? tire is an off-road sport bike tire, or sorry, off-road sport um, is a sport bike tire. Really? <laughs> Again, front tire. So um, that's your, th- those are you, number one, number two. Those are number one. If you're just looking at individual items that are selling the best, yeah. those are the number one, number two. But then if you scroll down that list a little bit further, you'll start to see triple seven, triple seven, triple seven, triple seven, oh, really? all the different sizes. Oh. Yeah. I wonder why just the front tire. What's up with that? I know. It, well, probably because there's varying sizes in the rear tires where the front tires tend to be the same. Like for a sport bike, it's 120, 70, 17. For a dirt bike tire, it's a 90, 90, 21, 90, 121, whatever. So it's the same size for the front tires frequently, mm-hmm. where Harley has a bunch of different front tire sizes. Yeah. Um, but then they'll have different rear tires that fit for the same, what would be the same front tire. Right. Now I'm just, just curious why people be, I guess, why why front tires wear out more. I mean, obviously, it's a smaller tire, but who knows? Uh, yeah. so, so I hear a lot of tires saying... Uh, that you know, like they like this brand tire or this type of tire because it's harder or it's softer or whatever. Where in there do you think Shinko tires fall in comparison to other brands? Yeah, the biggest thing that I hear is, you know, the first question I always get asked about Shinko is, how many miles am I going to get out of it? Yeah, and you know, it's well, a, that depends on how you yeah, how, so how, do you, how do you ride, you know, right? It's so. Yeah, how how heavy-handed are you? How how hard do you brake? Um, how often do you check your air pressure? Those sort of those sort right. of things. Um, 
But Shinko really sets itself apart because it is a tire that is, I mean, I have to admit, the budget side of it is a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, retail for, and Western Power Sports is Michelin's largest distributor of motorcycle tires for the United States. Mm-hmm. And so I see those numbers the same as I see my own numbers. And so if we talk about the retail price of a Michelin Commander 2 in, say, a 180.65.16, that retail price is about $330. Wow. The full retail price. I mean, the tire market's broken right now. We all know that. Nobody's paying retail for tires these days. I <laughs> put an asterisk by that statement, right? No. But uh, <laughs> it's all right. But uh, for Shinko, in the same conversation to finish that thought, is the Shinko same size 180.65.16, full retail price on that tire is 159 So yeah. the cost of entry to get this tire is a lot more palatable than mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. going and spending $500 sure. on a full set of tires when you can get a full set for $300 from Shinko. Right. Well, I know and that so, for, as an example, in touching on, I know that the rear tire for... My heritage classic is a Dunlop. The Dunlop is one eighty nine. Yeah, that's one eighty nine, right? And I know the same tire. I believe it's the one. Is that a four hundred four? What's that? Is that a Dunlop four hundred four? No, it's the four hundred two. I think it is the four hundred two. Okay. Yeah, and the Shinko var- uh, equivalent, I believe, is the one thirty ninety T. You have to check me on that, but I think it was one twenty four. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. really, I mean, why why, and, why not? And really what I hope people can understand is that the main primary difference why Shinko is priced the way that it is, is there's not cutting corners quality-wise. That's that's just not safe to do that. You've got to make not. a quality product if we're yeah. going to trust it like that. Um, the main difference is simply stated the fact that Shinko does not have the overhead that other companies do. If you completely, exactly. cut, if you completely cut marketing out of your uh, business strategy, yeah. you can sell your product at a reasonable price. I mean... Other companies, I don't know what their marketing budget looks like, but, you know, I travel around to different events and stuff, and I'll see Dunlop, the big, huge semi-truck that's parked out front there, and they're doing their dog and pony show, which is awesome, and, you know, I'll go shake hands with them and say it's impressive, you know, because it's cool, but they have staff there, they got the truck there, they've got the tires there, they've got the sponsorships there, they've got all that stuff. I mean, honestly, if their marketing budget is less than $20 a year, it would blow my mind. Wow. So it, you, it would be almost safe to say that Shinko's the mom and pop company of tires. It it really is. It's just, yeah, and they've good. been doing this business model for a long time. And it seems like our customer nowadays is more value oriented than just strictly brand loyal. Yeah. And it kind of opens their mind a little bit to a Shinko brand. They try it out. It works for them. And then they come back. But yeah, if you cut that budget out of your overhead, you can sell your product at a reasonable price. Oh, sure. It's well, is, math. is there a... Is there a compound difference in the rubber between uh, Shinko tires and any other brand? Absolutely. I mean, they're they're specifically engineered to be uh, all weather, um, consistent performing. You know, the grip is is great. It's a it's a it's a tire for everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. And um, I would admittedly say, if somebody wants to get thirty thousand miles out of their motorcycle tires. You know, Shinko's not the brand. But if you're going to stay up on your air pressure, 
you can easily, I know people that are, you know, 270 pounds riding a bagger that they're getting 14, 15,000 miles out of the tires without problems. I would love that. And that seems very competitive to pretty much every other manufacturer out there. Oh, that's good. Now, one of the things uh, that I would really like to touch on, because one of the things that I do when I look at a tire, the, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's just I'm stupid this way, but I look at the tread pattern. Yeah. Do you guys do a lot of research with that and decide how, what your tread pattern is going to be for a specific tire? Or? Uh, yes, there definitely is some research that goes into that. And admittedly, a significant part of that research goes into aesthetics. And you got to make a good looking tire for, for somebody sure. to want it to be on their bike, for oh, yeah. sure. And also a huge consideration is, you know, the siping and, and uh, how it's going to perform for heat cycling as well as water evacuation, that kind of stuff. All right. Is there, you got any race teams that are using your tires? Uh, I've got a ton of drag race teams. I mean, we kind of own the drag market, believe it or not. Really? No yeah, kidding. we have we have a tire. It's called the Hookup. Um, it's a Hookup Hookup Pro. Uh, we even have, uh, I believe it's a 150, 80, 16. So it's a 16-inch, so it can fit on Harleys, a lot of Harley bikes. And it's a Hookup, and it is... It's grippy like crazy. Is it on your website? And, uh, absolutely. Yeah, all this stuff is on the website, ShinkoTireUSA.com. That's I, I'm our website. I'm looking at the site right now, so where am I going to find this hookup tire? Uh, so Do I want to put that on my bike? Probably. <laughs> yeah, you probably need to try that. Um, so Shinko Tire, if we go to tires... And let's go to the race section. There it is, front and center. Oh, I see. Okay. And the really interesting thing is here is uh, sometimes when I tell people about the Yokohama connection with Shinko, yeah. they'll see that tire and say, I knew it. Some dots will connect for them and be like, I recognize that tread pattern from the Yokohama days. And that is very true. It is a holdover from that same no uh, tread pattern and those, those old molds. has that little firecracker, the more politically correct description. Yes. There's, some, there's some other other terms for that that I'm not going to share, <laughs> but I call it the firecracker. Um, and that is a distinguishing uh, element to set that tire aside as being a Yokohama holdover tire. For that sure. is really interesting. I had no idea. I had no idea at all. I do like, I tell you what, I do like the tread pattern that you have for the... Uh, for the cruiser tires, yeah. Now, you get speaking of the, the aesthetics of tires. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you see you got the classic tires that you guys are selling, which are really great for the rat bikes, and of course you have the larger, wider tires. How are the that, white walls going over? Uh, excluding the Groms, awesome. excluding the Groms. Excluding, okay, yeah, we'll we'll leave those guys to their own podcast because um, <laughs> they're an interesting bunch for sure. So. Yeah, though, a lot of people don't really understand how white wall tires are made. I don't. Um, it's really interesting, and I don't. I don't know if they call it a green tire before it goes into a mold. And honestly, a tire that ends up being like a ninety, ninety, twenty-one size mm -hmm. before it goes before it goes into a mold, it's probably about I don't know, probably twenty inches wide. And then it gets squeezed down into a mold, gets put into that mold, and pressure pushes the rubber out into the mold, and it gets the tread design, right? Sure. So as it's sitting on the 
the drum to get the layer or the rubber laid up on the on the, for the tire you know the the belting goes on there and then the different layers of you know the aramid belting and all that stuff gets laid on at this point to make white wall tires there's actually a layer of white rubber that gets put on at that section so the white on a white wall tire is actually rubber so the tire goes into the mold it bakes in the mold and it pulls out and then there's kind of this black or gray soot looking stuff over the white and so there's an additional step that the manufacturer has to do and they take that tire off they put it on this other drum and they actually have to grind down or sand down that white section to expose the white wall to make it bright white again but you know a lot of people contact me and they're saying hey some of you know i'm not getting the bright white that i used to have is there something i can do on the on the tires um and they'll talk about doing different things about coloring it painting it uh i had one guy ask about white shoe polish i'm not going to stand behind any of that i don't recommend putting anything on your tires like that um (laughs) but yeah that's that's the process to making a white wall and the really cool thing about shinko is the fact that we offer white walls in tires that a lot of other manufacturers don't offer white walls oh like oh like such as well well, obviously the grom tires but (laughs) um well some uh well, let's talk about the Avon Speedmaster. I don't even know for sure if the Avon Speedmaster comes in a white wall option, but we have a three, three inch twenty one classic uh, for your old classic Harley bikes, and uh, it comes in a white wall option as well as a black wall option. And so, I don't know another manufacturer that's making that. Oh, it's like the so classic two forty and the super classic on white yep. wall. Yeah, it's a, you know they're good looking tires. You know, they just reminds me of old you know old school car tires. That's the way they used to be. That's what it is. The cool thing is, is it's, I mean, you're going to have a 2019 date code on it, you know, but it's modern technology with just that classic look. Do you really sell many moped tires? Uh, believe it or not, they actually, I'm not going to carry anything in the catalog that's not selling. Oh, okay. All if right. that says anything. Okay. If it's not a mover, I'm going to move along. <laughs> I understand. How, uh, how about the adventure tire market? You getting a lot going on there? Oh, good grief. It's huge. Really? Um, it's, it's monstrous and, uh, it, we're expanding that line over and over again. And maybe you're going to see it on the website as you're poking around on there, but we actually offer something that I don't know of anybody else doing. And that is, so it's in our adventure touring line. It's the 804, 805 series tires. So it's a big block tread pattern, um, that is in high demand this day and age. That's very, Um, very aggressive tire. It is. It's a really cool tire. And, um, we actually have it with a reflector wall, sidewall option. And so it works just like any reflector on your bike. It doesn't look like a white wall when it's just sitting on your, it's kind of like this dark gray titanium look to it sure. when it's brand new. But if you are at night and you get some lights on it, it just lights up like a reflector. So it's kind of that additional safety wall. Some people do it just because it's cool. <laughs> I think, um, the, I think the cool factor is where everybody's going with that. I think. It actually, it actually is really popular, and we do have some of our cruiser triple seven tires that have that same no feature kidding. available. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I'll it's actually be... interesting because I was driving down the highway just a while ago on in a car, and you know it was nighttime, and I could barely make out. It was a highway. I was at you know fifty five miles an hour, of course, because I obey the speed limit everywhere I go. <laughs> um. And there was a motorcycle that was going to try to merge into traffic, right? Yeah. So he's at this T intersection, and he's going to turn in front of me to, to go in the same direction as me. 
he was sort of aiming down the road a little bit. And so I, because I was able to pick out just a little bit of a silhouette behind him, the sun was going down behind him, I could pick him out. But if it was nighttime, you know, he had taken off all his marker reflectors and yeah, he didn't yeah. have anything else on there. If, he, if I couldn't see him, no. if it weren't for his silhouette, I wouldn't have known he was there. But if he would have had the reflector sidewall on there, I would have absolutely known he was there. And so if he would have, if he would have pulled out and not pulled out in front of me and I wouldn't need to stop, I wouldn't have even had a second to break. Well, you wonder why because that's not a, a why that's not a standard or a requirement. Well, don't spread the rumor. I, I mean, we don't want other manufacturers to do the same thing. <laughs> now, as a as a, uh, as, as a tire guy, yeah, because I know a tire guy. Okay, and uh, of course, car tires. But uh, do you find yourself looking at tires everywhere you go? All the time. <laughs> does All it irritate? Does it irritate people? Um, my wife gets a little bored. <laughs> I'll say like, be like, hey, check it out. He's he's running my tires. I'm like, oh, that's nice, dear. <laughs> you know, it's no, funny because she's, she's a sweetheart, but uh, but that is a true story. I do, I think uh, she humors me with my with my motorcycle. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I do not doubt that one bit. The the bass player in my band, he owns uh, he owns two tire stores, and oh. so he's constantly tire, and it's it's his life. Yeah. So. I hear all about it. Everywhere we go, he's he's bending over looking at tires, you know, all the time. So I get it. I totally get. Call it. Call me weird or whatever, but I I, I find it compelling. That, yeah, that well, it's it, it's interesting information. I like details. So it's safe to say you have a passion for rubber. I I love all things uh, all things black, round, and made of rubber. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, one of the things questions I didn't post to you is uh, where can people get uh, Shinko tires? Because right now, as it seems like, from, from my knowledge, my limited knowledge, I'll add, the only place I can seem to find them is online. Are there actual brick-and-mortar stores that you can get shingle tires? Absolutely. Um, so if you are, I mean, Western Power Sports, WPS, is a huge, huge wholesale distribution company. We've got six warehouses around the country. Okay. Um, next day shipping to most of our dealers. We've got a dealer network of over 10,000 uh, individual independent shops, mm-hmm. uh, including online retail for sure. Uh, Shinko, or Western Power Sports, we make it a point to not compete with any of our brick and mortar shops. So we never sell direct. So nobody can go to this. You're not going to find a checkout button on the Shinko website. Okay. All right. Good. Um, because yeah, like I said, we don't want to compete with, with, with our dealer network. We want, so we push all of our business to our brick and mortar shops, which anybody that has a Western power sports account, which is the vast majority of motorcycle shops in the United States have access to Shinko tires. No kidding. Um, whether or not that shop has, you know, them out on the floor or some signage that says that they have Shinko tires, I would say the majority of them have exposure and knowledge about Shinko as a brand. So, like, if I went to my local Harley dealer and said, "You know what? I don't want the Dunlop. I want the Shinko." Are they it's get... likely they have a hard drive account and that they can order you tires for sure. Oh, okay. Now, what about places like uh, Bike Bandit and uh, uh, Revzilla and stuff like that? Are you dealing with them as well? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I mean, we have our sales staff. Mm-hmm. I'm in the brand management side, so I don't uh, write orders for people and that kind right. of thing. Um, but yeah, they are. I mean, they're they're big on. I mean, that's where the world's turning is to online, you know. Oh, sure. So, uh, you know, those companies are definitely playing in the Shinko in the Shinko business. I have heard, you know, I don't want to call any anybody specific out, but there is 
one of the companies that you just listed that they say that Shinko is their number one selling um, product that they oh, have and their website. Yeah, uh, Shinko, is, Shinko is so much bigger than what people think. All right. Well, now, how many dealers in the U.S. and globally do you have? Uh, we have easily a 10,000-plus dealer network here no in the kidding, United States. No kidding, that many? Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's big. impressive. It's big. Oh, wow. Now, the big question. You ready? I hope you did your homework. How yeah, many, how, many, away. how many tires do you sell a year? See, that's another one of those numbers I'm not at liberty to share. Oh, really? Oh. What, I can, what I can say, though. More I than two, right? Uh, yeah. It is. It, it fascinates me every time I look at the numbers, how, how well it's going. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. And um, like I said before, we're Michelin's number one distributor of motorcycle tires in the United States. So that says something. We sell more Shinko than we sell Michelin. Wow! So <laughs> move over. So, so there, there is, there is that. And again, I spent a couple days doing this research. I leaned on some people to try to get some numbers. You can find some numbers from um, the reporting book. It's the MIC. I forget what the acronym stands for, but it's a book you can get that talks about all the different numbers of different, you know, tires and and what the, pro, the what the different companies are distributing. Right. So. You're not going to find Shinko in that book because it's a privately held company. Oh. But uh, companies that are publicly held yeah. share that information. And so, and, you know, we look at Michelin, we look at Dunlop, Pirelli, Bridgestone, you know, all the major players. And to the best of my knowledge, again, put an asterisk by this, this is me talking, not mm-hmm. the industry talking, but to the best of my knowledge and at the results of my research, Shinko is pretty much the only tire company distributing motorcycle tires in the United States that is growing in sales year to year. Oh, that's everybody nice. else is either kind of stagnant or declining, or maybe you know it comes in ebbs and flows a little bit year to year. But Shinko is growing handsomely every year. Now, is that going to change that mom and pop feel to them, or are they going to stick with that? No, there's no there's no intention of changing the business model for Shinko at all. Um, so. I mean, it's kind of this hidden secret. People don't really see Shinko advertised at your NBA basketball games like you'll see. Uh, you know, I was watching baseball just the other day, and a big Continental yeah. or a Pirelli flag yeah. was right behind the home plate, you know? So it's like, you're not going to see that with Shinko. You're no. not. Um, okay. Western Power Sports Hard Drive does put money towards marketing. I mean, they're paying for me, right? Mm. Uh, as well as uh, I have some racers around you know we're going to be uh doing a contingency program at the carson city flat track race coming up later this year okay and so we are putting money into sponsorship programs in that regard but that's our own marketing efforts uh so that's more about uh western power sports hard drive promoting the brand rather than shinko themselves we don't want to jack up the price or anything like that so (laughs) i understand completely so um how can people learn more about Shinko Tires and what you guys are doing? I mean, the best way to do it is uh, to get to visit our website, ShinkoTireUSA.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will give you the best amount of exposure. The other thing you can do is just go to your local dealer and ask them. Just okay. say, hey, I, I hear about these Shinko Tires. What what can you tell me? And there, there are rumors all over the place, and I, I love it. You know, that's... So my job, what I do with a significant amount of my time is 
uh, I travel to our network of sales reps. You know, we have about 150 sales reps around the country. And so I'll fly out to where they are and uh, for a couple of days. So I'll, I'll split the week with a couple reps and we'll visit their shops and we'll talk about Shinko. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of these dealers are, you know, it's the only tire they're stocking. They'll special order the other brands, but they'll actually have inventory in their store of Shinko tires. And then you'll have other places that'll say, don't bring that garbage into my store. And they have all these preconceived notions about yeah. who Shinko is and all that, all that stuff. So I've had every, con- I mean, not every conversation, obviously, but I've had everything thrown at me from positive, like raging positive to raging negative yeah. uh, as, as experiences. And, and it's pretty funny to hear all the stories and stuff like that because usually it's, you know, they heard of a buddy a decade ago that we lead their bike into the burrow pit and crashed and they were riding the Shinko tire and they blamed the tire, you know, something like that. But <laughs> no, I think it might, it might be the wheelie might have had something to do with that. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. You know, you can't. How do you, how do you make a judgment if you don't try it first? Uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Right. Uh, you know, rumors are rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is like, if somebody takes the time to go get online and do some research, and you know, some of the best. I, it's like I a lot of my job is getting done for me by some of these online distributors by the reviews from their customers that buy them and then review them. I'm not paying anybody to go write those reviews. They're writing them on their own. And if, if anybody says a comment like saying how much they hate a tire, you know, somebody below that is going to call them out and say, you're an idiot. It's obviously an air pressure issue that you're running or um, yeah. something else that they're, that is actually the problem. It's not the problem with the tire. Exactly. So any last uh, comments or recommendations for those who may be in the market for tires? Yeah, absolutely. Um Shinko tires are absolutely worth your attention. Give it a look, ask around, do your online forum research, all that stuff. You can contact me. I will probably be the one responding to your email if you contact us through the ShinkoTireUSA.com website. Um, and if you have any specific questions, I'm more than happy to field those. If you've got fitment questions or performance questions or history, whatever, you know, I'm more than happy to share that message with people. Uh, but yeah, your first line of first line of action is the is the website or your local dealer. And you guys have a Facebook page too, right? Absolutely, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. You know, we're we're running all that stuff. And all those links are on the Shinko website, correct? Yep. Let's hope. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's hope. If not, I'm gonna go downstairs. And oh, they're there. Yeah, they are in the lower right hand corner. You scroll way down to the bottom there. They actually should be more closer to the top. But that's yeah, okay. They're, they're there. Shit. <laughs> well, Kyle, I want to thank you very much for being on the show and talking tires with me. Yeah, you thanks know, for having give me. People, give people uh, something to think about now. Instead of just going ahead and going with their usual stuff, you know, maybe the, uh, this might be the way to go for a lot of people. All right? Yeah, well, uh, the customer response to Shinko is you buy the first Shinko for the price and you buy the second Shinko for the performance. So go give the tires a shot. Excellent. Give them a try. The cost is reasonable. The performance is outstanding. Uh, you're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, if you ever try to wheelie a bagger, make sure you have a shinkle on the back because you're going to get the grip you want. <laughs> and uh, nobody should be wheeling a bagger. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> well, I think there's some folks that I know personally that would have something to say about that. But I, I tend to agree with you. I like to keep my front tire on the ground when yeah. I'm on the street. All right, so you're going to find links to Shinko Tires on the Motorcycle Men website at MotorcycleMen.us, and you're also going to see uh, this 
episode up on Facebook, not too uh, far in the future. But, uh, Kyle, I want to thank you very much for being with me here on the Motorcycle Men podcast. It's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. Um, you ride safe, all right? Thank you, sir. You as well. Been a pleasure chatting with you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining me and Kyle here on the Motorcycle Men podcast, where we were talking about Shinko tires. Some really good stuff. I got to tell you, man. Shinko Tires is the way you should be going. All right, so check that out. We have uh, links to Shinko Tires on the Motorcycle Mormon website, but you can check them out at ShinkoUSA.com. Don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters, YouTubers, bloggers, and vloggers out there whose links you will find on our links page. All of these media outlets and many more out there do great things to promote and encourage our sport and passion. So from Timbuktu, Chris the Joker, Justin Shoes, and me, Ted Wrongway, your host, Thanks for listening to the Motorcycle Men podcast, where we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Enjoy your rap, kids.